Throughout the Gospels, we see clearly that our Lord has the power of healing people. Sometimes the faith of the one or more persons who want to be cured moves Jesus to act. Sometimes it is someone else pleading on behalf of a friend, acquaintance, a slave, a child, a relative, that moves Jesus to bring about healings. Jesus regularly performed physical healings, but the message of the gospel is that the Lord truly came to bring a deeper and more lasting cure, that is, healing from sin and healing from death, and extending restoration to the new and everlasting life, the gift of salvation and participation in God's kingdom forever. The physical cures Jesus worked during his public ministry are profound, reminders of the deeper and everlasting healing Christ has come to bestow by rising from the dead and opening the gates of paradise. There could be no better form of healing than this. In this Sunday's gospel passage, we are told of ten lepers. The familiar episode is as much about the healing power of God as it is about gratitude or lack of it that we humans express. In both the first reading and the gospel this Sunday, we are presented with outsiders. A Syrian in the first reading and Samaritan in the gospel who are healed and readily show their gratitude. Looking at the scripture lessons, we can ask, isn't it often the outsider, the marginal, the Syrian, the Samaritan leper, who knows his or her need of God and is not afraid to ask for help? These are the ones whom Jesus calls the poor in spirit. Those who know their limits and are willing to call upon a power greater than themselves rather than put their trust in what really cannot heal them. There's an Orthodox Christian theologian. And when I say Orthodox, I'm talking about the folks with the tall hats, the long beards, incensed by the pound, and lots and lots of icons. That kind of Orthodox. There's an Orthodox Christian theologian. Her name is Elizabeth Bear Siegel. She once wrote, God can only fill those hearts that recognize that they are empty. This is the heart of the message. In the gospel narrative today, the lepers shout to Jesus from afar on account of their uncleanliness. Even so, 
They are unafraid to call on the Lord. They are poor and needy, but still bold enough to ask for help from where they are confident it will come. In what might be an otherwise obscure point in the first reading for today, we should not miss the touching act of Naaman the Syrian, cured of his leprosy. So grateful is Naaman for a cure that he requests permission to take some earth, two ox carts full of earth from the Holy Land, from Israel, back to his own homeland in Syria, so that he might properly worship the big G, God of Israel, based on the notion at that time that no God, little g, can be honored outside that little g, God's own land. In fact, he says, I will no longer ever, ever worship any little g God except, and then as you read the text, you'll see, the capital L, Lord. That's the God of Israel. If that is uh, so, if a little g God cannot be honored on land outside his own, then Naaman concludes he will bring the land of Israel's God back to Syria. Today we recognize that the one true God can be worshipped anywhere. But Naaman's innocent or maybe just pristine faith went to an extreme that we see as unnecessary, but very admirable in its intention. Then we have to look at the, the second reading, the passage from Paul's second letter to St. Timothy. It really deserves a, a whole other homily in and of itself for its depth and richness. But suffice it to say that the message is most welcome. Dying in Christ means living eternally with him. The reference to dying is to remind us, as well as Timothy, of our baptism. When we died, we died to sin in Christ and were welcomed into God's family for eternity. Persevering in the desire for daily avoidance of sin and coupled with that, never wishing to be separated from Almighty God, well, those things will assist us in the realization of the desired result, which is life on high with Christ. God is love without limits and eager to save anyone who can be saved. And by that I mean all people, 
what is being asked of us as we reflect on these scriptures today is an openness and movement towards God, a stretching out of our hands, even from a distance, to God's saving power. This power from God is present in word and in actions, in the church and in her sacraments, offered to all as a free gift and sustenance for the journey of life that's made in faith day by day. We should always be filled with gratitude for God's deeds of salvation in Jesus Christ, symbolically shown in the gospel in healing from disease that cut people off from the community. In a like manner, God frees us from the sin of death and restores us to life and draws all men and women to himself and to eternal life. May we willingly show the gratitude of the Syrian and the Samaritan lepers of the scripture lessons for this day. These people sought out the God who could and did cure them. They desired to be with the Lord at all times, and God made that possible. And you know what? He still does. Since God remains faithful to the promises he made long ago of salvation in Jesus Christ, that is, true healing and life immortal, we should be greatly comforted and eternally thankful. Amen.